Hey guys, welcome back to Amigapreneur. This is your host, Jacqueline. If this is your first time here, let me tell you a little bit about us. I feature women of color who are creatives and entrepreneurs. My hope is that this podcast is not only to share our stories, but that through those stories, you feel motivated, understood, and hopefully represented. My hope is that through these women, you shed your fears and your excuses as to why you're holding back on your dreams. We are all multi-layered. We are mothers, we are sisters, aunties, and besties. And most important, we are leaders in our community. Check out the previous podcast and please share if you feel motivated to do so. Today we have Erica Pingator. Um, I first met Erica about eight or nine years ago when we both worked at our corporate jobs in San Diego. Since then, she's traveled the world. This may seem big to some, but even bigger for Erica, who did it solo and suffers sometimes from high anxiety. She's super smart, funny, supportive, fashionable, and an amazing friend, and now motivating others, friends and family alike, when she leaped from her 9 to 5 after she gained a scholarship to become a programmer. She's assumed to be one of the few and very proud Latina coders. She'll talk to us about why she took the leap, her travels to Japan, feeling pressures to to fit the mold of society, and why age has nothing to do with the pursuit of purpose and much more. So for me, it was, it's been a long time coming, to be honest. Um, I like to say, well, I like to say, because I know that I experienced this, but I spent the majority of my 20s sort of freaking out at the lack of I wasn't sure who I was, right? Where I belonged, what I wanted to do. I've always been like one of those people that really enjoys dabbling in a lot of different things, but I never really knew like what my passion was. So for me, that was very difficult because I grew up with the whole age old expectation, you know, that life is supposed to progress in like an orderly fashion, right? You go to college, um, you get your degree, you get married, you have kids, blah, blah, blah. But for me, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out that way when I got, when I finally decided, okay, I'm going to go to college and study X. I kind of didn't feel the passion for what I was studying at the moment in making the wrong choice sort of kind of terrified me, right? I didn't know how to pinpoint what I really wanted to do in life. So it kind of paralyzed me because I was afraid of making the wrong decision. So throughout my 20s, I kind of had this whole anxiety of I wasn't sure who I was or who I was supposed to be. All I knew that I was like, I know that I want to be successful, but my definition of success was a little bit different than what other people might think also. Um, So I went through many years of just kind of trying to do this, trying to do that, but never really finding my niche or finding my passion. Um, For me, that transition phase actually kind that transitional finally came when I kind of just rediscovered my love for traveling. Um, I kind of went on, I went on this, on this trip, a two week vacation, not even a vacation, to be honest, it was kind of a spur of the moment decision that I made to go to Japan by myself. And when I was there, it kind of reignited the fact that I'm very independent, I'm strong, I'm able to figure things out. You know, you're in a completely different country, completely different language, there's a language barrier and so on and so forth. So for me, it kind of reignited this thing like, I don't need to follow the path of what I was taught that I needed to follow, right? For a very long time, it was more of a, I'm now almost 30, 
why am I so worried about what people think or why am I so worried about what people, these kind of no, like these kind of ideas that people place on us, right? So for me, it was like, okay, now what do I really want out of life? What do I really see myself doing? If I really, if I could take everything away, like all the anxiety, all the stress, all of the responsibilities, and just for myself, what, what kind of person do I want to be? And when I kind of sat down after, you know, I actually had this conversation with myself in the airplane on my way back from, from Japan. And I said, this is what I enjoy doing. How do I make it happen? And I kind of just visualized myself of what my ideal person as for myself would be. And I kind of just started to reverse engineer that. And, you know, I'm a year and a half from the day that I was sitting in that airplane and I'm finally making those steps that I'm actually becoming the person that I've always kind of dreamt of being, right? So it's definitely, you know, it's just kind of making those initial steps to become the person that you want to be. So who do you think you were before? Because I know that, um, you know, how what I mentioned to you before we got started was that transition is so linked to identity and our beliefs about ourselves right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe that sometimes we kind of have to die to ourselves and kind of be reborn in order to stop holding on to who we are or who we think we are. What do you think did it on the plane finally when you had talked about this, struggled so much in the past, but you didn't do it? Like, what do you think it was on that plane that may have either died for you or like shifting your beliefs about who you were? And why did you think this time I'm going to stick to it and this is how it's going to happen. And how did you do that? To be honest, I think it was just the cons. I think I just got tired. You know, it, it just is for years. I had just been emotionally drained, right? Because I'm constantly trying to find this identity, trying to identify with something that I wasn't sure I even knew what that was. I didn't even know what that was to be honest. Right. So you know, like I said, my trip to Japan was a very like spontaneous, like I found a cheap ticket. I was kind of in this whole, I like to call it my quarter life crisis at that, you know, it was a little bit delayed, but a quarter life crisis. I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I needed to do more with my life. I wasn't really happy going to my nine to five. And I was, I guess I, I do want to point out that it wasn't, I wasn't depressed. I wasn't, a, a, you know, uh, a miserable person by any means. I really did enjoy my job. I really enjoyed the people around me. But deep down inside, I really struggled with myself, right? Because I always visualized myself as, you know, as a 30-year-old, I would always, I always thought that I was going to have this career and I was going to really be enjoying what I was doing and I was going to be doing something mean- meaningful. And then here I was, 28 years old, and I didn't really feel any of that. So to be honest, um, it was kind of this sense of just having like constantly this self-induced stress. And at one point, I think at that point, I was just kind of tired. And I was, I kind of had to be honest with myself and say, well, there's nobody else causing this stress on me other than myself, because it's not like I had family members or other people like imposing their beliefs on me. It's, it's just these ideas that I had um, myself in my head you know, thinking like, oh, I have to be this particular person, but it wasn't even really what I wanted to be. You know, I've always kind of been a little bit of a kind of a free spirit in this sense. Um, And I've just always been very independent. And it's always like, I've always been wanting to mesh those two together, but I just didn't know how, right? I think growing up, I've always wanted to be a lawyer at one point. (laughs) These really, you know, these very rigid, like 
professions that are, you know, that seem very like structured. And then I think as I get older, while I still want to be like my, you know, I still want to be successful. I still want to make a difference and all of these. I also have shifted the focus on kind of mentally taking care of myself. Right. Mm -hmm. So a kind of understanding on my own, like, how does this make me feel? Like, am I happy doing this? And I think on the, on my, again, because I went to Japan by myself for those two weeks and I was kind of, you know, I left, when I left those for those two weeks, I left everything behind at home. I didn't take the stress of what was going on around, you know, bills or having to go to my nine to five. I kind of left all that behind. So being gone and then on the, on the, um, on the flight back home for me, it was like, well, what is, what really is stressing me out? Right. Because I think oftentimes we also, you know, put all these worries on ourselves that we really have to take a step back every once in a while and realize like obviously our feelings and our problems are valid but we have to see the bigger picture right like kind of take ourselves away from it if you see it from an outside perspective and look in and for me it was that moment of me being on the plane was literally me looking into my life and thinking I'm stressing out over something that doesn't even exist right something that doesn't need to be so for that uh, at that moment I was like okay I know that I really enjoy traveling like this is what I want to do but how do I make it happen and it was like I said just reverse engineering how I visualize myself and then just making small steps you know obviously it's not something that's going to happen from um day to night you know night and day because it takes time like I said I'm a year and a half into what you know from that from that moment and I'm still slowly kind of scraping away all the excess worries and the excess stress of things that don't really aren't really even there it's just all in my own head I guess you can say mm. so it's it that's amazing by the way that you were able to really like how much this Japan trip helped you and then after you had that experience of being able to separate yourself you know like literally from your life and then from the emotional part the stress um, and you realize that traveling did this for you, right? You own that. So you're on the plane and it sounds like you were now questioning yourself. Okay, I'm able to do this and I really enjoy it. And then you own the fact that you were doing this to yourself. No one else was imposing their ideas. No one else was making you do this. Um, now it was you and you had to own that. And so then you just kind of started questioning yourself, right? Yes, um, absolutely. And so now looking after you, you know, you're off of this high, right? From Japan, you're, you know, you're evaluating and it looks like it's a long plane ride, right? When you come home. So you have time, I guess, for yourself to just mm -hmm. deal with you. What, after getting off what I guess I would call like the high of traveling to another country and then being on the plane and being on your own and allowed to be in your thoughts what came next after that because you said it does take time right what was the process after that for you to start planning and deciding that you were going to start making moves so i think at that point it was the first time in my life that i've ever been actually really sure about something right i've always been like oh, okay i really enjoy doing that like okay i'll dabble in that a little bit or i'll do a little bit of this and so on and so forth but this time around it just felt like something that belonged to me. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but it was just something that I knew I was very sure about that I wanted to travel. So I then had to, like I said, kind of reverse engineer everything. And for me was, okay, well, at, again, I was actually like 
sitting in that plane thinking to myself, how do I travel? How do I make it happen? How do I, you know, obviously I didn't want to go on vacation. I was working nine to five and that would force me to pretty much just take my vacation time and split up my time, you know, try to work overtime and so on and so forth. But for me, it was more like, I don't want a vacation. I want to actually travel. I want to see the world, explore the world, you know, meet people from different countries and kind of have that one-on-one interaction. I didn't want to go to touristy places or just simply, you know, take a few days off here and there to try and visit, you know, whatever countries that I wanted. So for me, it was kind of a matter of sitting back and realizing, one, I'm not made out of money, unfortunately. (laughs) So it was kind of just realizing, okay, what is keeping me from getting up and just going to travel right here, right now? So obviously for me, a huge thing was the financial aspect of it. Um, I was a several, several thousands of dollars in debt. Um, you know, I had a full-time job. I had my family. I had, you know, I have an apartment and so on and so forth. So for me, it was kind of, when I did get back to the States, I sat down and I kid you not, like just that very moment, like I sat down and I wrote down every single debt and expense I had. Because for me, the most difficult part of that was going to be the financial aspect. Um, unfortunately, from, well, fortunately and unfortunately, I don't know, it depends on how you want to take it. Um, I'm not that one of those people. So at one point I thought about, okay, well, just get up and go, right? You hear about so many times, like people success stories or whatever. It's like that they just did it. Um, My brain doesn't really work that way. I'm one of those people that I'm very organized, like compartmentalized things and so on. So for me, it was like, I knew that if I just got up and left, right? Let's say I decided, and keep in mind, when I went to Japan, it was a very spontaneous thing. I got a cheap flight. I couldn't even afford the flight. Uh, I put, ended up putting it on a credit card, but that's just, I need it, I need it out, right? It was one of those moments that I just felt like completely overwhelmed by just life, I guess, in general. So I just bought a plane ticket, put it on a credit card. Then I like a, two months leading up to it, like I literally probably ate ramen every single day for God knows how many weeks in order to be able to actually afford my trip. So when I was coming back, I was like, well, that's obviously not ideal. If I try to travel, I'm not going to have the the cash to be able to do it. So how do I make it happen? And so, like I said, I sat down, I wrote down every single debt and expense I had. I cut back on everything that I could. I started to work a lot of overtime. Um, And slowly but surely, I started kind of dwindling down on my debt. Luckily, you know, it took me a year exactly, but I was able to pay off all my debt in full, which... It was great. It was, it's kind of one of those, you know, we oftentimes want like instant gratification, right? So that makes it really difficult to be able to say, okay, I'm saving towards this, but not seeing the instant reward is at times I would see that I'm like, oh, is it really worth it? But I mean, like I said, it's, it started definitely with me wanting to travel. But because I, it's taken me a while to get there, it's also become about the financial freedom aspect. So it's not only about me being free from the nine to five and having the ability to travel whenever or wherever I want, we're also being like financially free. I don't have anything tying me down to anything anymore. And that's really empowering, to be honest, to just be able to decide on a moment's notice, like, I'm going to go here, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And it doesn't affect anybody else but myself. I will say, obviously, I do not have any children. So that makes it a little bit, you know, easier, I guess, in the sense for me, because like I said, I get up and go, I don't have that type of responsibility. Um, but it's it just all kind of just getting it done and doing it. And like I said, the financial aspect was the biggest thing for me. And then came like, okay, how do I handle the whole nine to five situation? Because 
obviously my initial plan was to save up as much money as I could in a one and a half year period. And I told myself, okay, I'm going to pay off all my debt. And then I'm going to take another year to save up as much money as I can. And then I'm going to take a year off of work and I'm going to travel. Because it, again, because I had had kind of wait to pay down my debt, at one point it kind of dawned on me like, well, if I take a year off work, that's great. I can travel for a year. But then I'm going to have that kind of worry and anxiety that any day now my money's going to run out and I'm going to have to go back home, right? right? And for me at that point, I was like, well, that doesn't seem ideal either. So then I kind of started to venture out and see, and, and I started to venture out and try and find ways to kind of, okay, how can I make money online or how can I make money while I travel, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of what led to where I am now where it started off like a lot of the things that I saw online for, you know, working as you go, I guess it was like working at hostels, being an au pair, you know, social media, this and that, and things of that sort, which to be honest, it just, it just didn't align with what I wanted to do because not only what did I want to travel, but I just, I knew that I wanted to make a complete lifestyle change. Um, and it kind of just kind of went from, from there. It just, it's, one thing has led to the other, which to be honest, had I, if I had never opened myself to the possibilities, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be here today, right? If I had just said, oh, well, I don't think I can do that, or that's just not in my cards. Like, I don't think, I, I definitely would not be sitting where I am today, like actually making it happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big believer on you have to initiate the change that you want to see. Wow, that's amazing. I love everything that like, you have broken down. So the the things that I got from you was number one, just be specific. You were very specific about continuing to dig deep about how you were going to make this happen, right? It wasn't just like, oh, this is what I want and maybe I can do this. No, you were like, okay, how can I specifically make this happen? And then the second thing that I heard from you was knowing what works for you, right? Because some people are like, oh, I just quit my job and I did it, right? And it's, that's not the person I am. That's not going to work for me. That's going to throw me into anxiety. And maybe this is not going to happen. Right. And so you even broke it down further. You said, okay, number one, I need to take care of my debt my finances. And then from that, you decided that, Hey, you know what? I don't just want to pay off my debt. I actually want financial freedom to do this. And then number two, you decided, okay, I'm going to, what am I going to do with my nine to five? Okay. I'll take off a year and then you know, I'll come back. But wait a minute. I don't want to worry about mm-hmm. having to worry about money or where am I going to get it from? So I think, and then that led you to the third thing was, you know, what is really going to align with me? I want to make a lifestyle change. And this is what I'm going to do to um, change my lifestyle because this is now what I want. And I think you're so right about talking how what eventually happened is that things just started to align for you. And this would have never happened if you hadn't started putting stuff in motion. And it all started with questioning yourself, getting specific about things, starting to think, you know, a little bit different. So I, I say, wow, because it's funny how it it just, I don't know why a flower popped in in my head. (laughs) I don't know if that sounds funny, (laughs) you know, when it's closed and then all of a sudden it just starts opening and opening and, you know, and then it just continues and then you just have this beautiful thing. And I think that's what your journey has been like. 
it's like this, you know, flower that's been opening little, little by little. It's not like, bam, here, here I am. It's kind of like little by little until you get to where, where you want to be. Right. And that's yeah. where you are today. So I want you to talk because I think it's important to talk about finances. I don't think we've ever really um, dig into that. And if you can just kind of talk about financially, you know, just really quick, what are the things that you did to pay down that debt? And then how did you, how does, or what do you think about, you know, saving up, right? So you paid off this debt, but now you want to like save up to get yourself ready, I guess, for the next. So if you can just talk really quickly about that. Yeah, absolutely. So for, like I said, I was uh, upwards of 15 grand in debt, probably at the time, a year and a half, almost two years ago now, I guess. Um, and, you know, debt can, is crippling because you have to claw yourself out of this hole pretty much, right? And that's what it constantly feels like, especially when it's like revolving debt, like I had and things of that sort, where it's like, you pay down a little bit, but next month they tack on an additional X fee for God knows what. So it's very difficult to kind of be in debt and ever feel like you're ever moving forward. So for me, it's like that, again, it, it's this whole concept of I spent so long just stressing out, like self-induced stress, that um, when it came to actually paying down my debt, I was like, okay, how do I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, I can't be doing this anymore and the thing is I think what did it for me too was sitting down and actually evaluating where my money was being spent because I kind of looked around and I was like okay what did I buy right what what is it that was worth me getting into that much debt and I, I, I was looking around and to be honest I have no idea what I bought and what caused me to get to that point I'm sure it was just like daily expenses or you know buy something here, buy something small there, but then everything starts to add up. And taking that kind of looking at myself in the mirror and saying this is unnecessary and there is no upside to this is what kind of did it for me. So like I said, when I got back, I started, I, I, since, since the moment I got back, actually, I started working overtime. I worked five, the most that they would allow me to work with like, was like five to seven hours of overtime a week. Um, and I did that. And I did that up until the last day of my employment, which um, was about a month ago and so on. So, you know, then I started just, the one thing that kind of helped me also was that as soon as I got paid, my money would go straight to paying off my credit card. It was not one of those like, oh, well, I'll pay them at the end of the month. It's like as soon as I got paid, my money, my cards would get paid off. Um, and the reason why is because we also want to set money aside for, you know, a rainy day fund. But when, I mean, at least for me, because I was, you know, kind of a spender, if I can say that, I guess, um, is that anytime I would set money aside, you know, for a rainy day fund, I would end up using it for something else. So if you get paid and you pay off your credit card right away, the money's not there. You can't spend it. It's gone, right? So, and it was also just kind of keeping your eye on the prize is the only way that I can really put it, to be honest. It's because obviously having money and having it gone and then having to live paycheck to paycheck um, is, is kind of, you know, it kind of hits you a little bit. But keeping your eyes, knowing that on the prize, knowing that, you know, there is, there is something bigger out there that you're working towards is kind of what helped me kind of just push forward. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's like every single little expense. And then also like I, this, a little trick that I kind of played on myself 
to kind of get me to actually pay off my debt and to save up money was that anytime that I wanted to buy anything upwards of like $30 or anything like that, I always told myself, hey, this is, you know, X amount of days in Thailand, or this is, hey, X amount, because you know, the cost of living is, is the cost of like daily expenses is, is lower in some parts of the country. I'm, I'm sorry, parts of the world. So for me, it's like, okay, do I spend $50 on this meal? You know, that, you know, I'm not going to remember two days from now, probably. <laughs> or, do I, or do I, you know, hold on to it, pay off my, you know, save it up and kind of imagine myself on the beach somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. The cost, so that's kind of what kind of pushed me to kind of continue saving and not have those day-to-day little expenses that we don't find super meaningful, but in reality, they really do add up. Um, you know, I also didn't really limit myself. It was just cutting out the unnecessary, right? So if I wanted to go out and do, you know, to dinner, it's not like I forced myself to, you know, only eat ramen for the past year and a half. Not at all. I still did, you know, things. I just didn't do it at the pace that I was previously. Um, my biggest, you know, suggestion for anyone that wants to pay down debt is stay home. You know, don't go out. Don't be tempted. You know, you can do many of the things that, you know, your friends have your friends come over instead of going out, you know, show up a little bit later and don't do dinner, do drinks instead, you know, or something of that sort. But um, yeah, like being financially free, you know, I've never experienced it before, but it, it, it gives you so much flexibility. And I, I really can't, you know, I, every time I tell anyone, I'm like, if you have any debt, just pay that down. You have no idea. You don't have those day to day, you know, worries of, okay, where is the next bill going to be paid from? Right. Yeah. So fast forward into now, talk to me how you got, you've, like you mentioned, you've sat down, you, you know, made specific moves, you really looked at your life, you paid down your debt. And now it seems like, okay, I'm making moves. And you talked about lifestyle change. How did you come to what you're doing right now and talk a little bit um, to us about that? So I am currently doing a full-time uh, web development uh, bootcamp style program um, here in San Diego. And it's interesting to how I got here. To be honest, you know, six months ago, this wasn't in my card. I don't think I would have ever really visualized myself here because if I'm being 100% honest, I'm not a super techie person. <laughs> so, you know, at least I wasn't. Now it's like I'm, I'm learning this whole completely side of life that I had no idea I mean I knew it existed but I just didn't really have the interest in it before but it wasn't lack of interest I think it was more that I just didn't know about it right but like I said because I opened myself up to this idea of okay I really want to travel and I really want to you know go off and see the world at my on my own terms at my own pace and then after paying off my debt and then realizing okay well now I paid off my debt now I have to either save up money or find a way to make money Uh, so that it can supplement my income and one thing so how you mentioned earlier how everything just sort of started to align for me and I mean I hate to use that word and the reason why is because I hate when people think that people just get lucky people do not get lucky I don't think right Right. you have to kind of set your own faith in motion I guess Mm -hmm. is the only way to really describe it and for me it's like I busted my behind trying to like find a way like I sat down and I sat down and literally like try to plan out the best I could, but obviously I wasn't sure how to do it. So when I finally decided, okay, I want to go off, like I said, I don't want to worry about money. 
so how can I supplement my income? And then I started kind of looking into, like I said, um, ways to either make money online or the ways to kind of make money on the go as I traveled. And everything just seemed kind of, again, like I said, a lot of the things were, were very, felt very temporary for me, you know, very much like working at hostels and, you know, um, working at resorts for X amount of months out of the year. And any other time, had I been in my early 20s, I think I would have jumped at the opportunity, right? That's a super cool way to meet people. It's a great way to like just kind of interact and see places. But for me, I also wanted to do something that would be, that would give me life skills, right? So one of the biggest things I think right off the bat was I evaluated where I was in life now and how I could use those skills. So I was, um, my nine to five consisted of administrative work. Unfortunately, administrative work is great, but it's a great, you know, in-person skill to have. It's not that great when you're competing against the world. Right. Because I thought, OK, I could apply my administrative skills and do some kind of like freelance work. Unfortunately, you know, they weren't very specific skills. So what my going rate to be able to, you know, support my life and my lifestyle, it, it just wouldn't pay me. It wouldn't pay the bills. It wouldn't do anything because there's someone that would be willing to do it for much, much cheaper. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, OK, so I can't. I can't just go off and not do something because again, I would be have, I would just pretty much be traveling until my money ran out. So then I started to evaluate everything else and I said, okay, so where, what do I do? Like, what can I, what kind of skills can I gain? And so my research kind of led me to, you know, people doing like web development work, building websites and this and that. So I kind of started looking into that and I landed upon, but keep in mind, I, wasn't super eager about heading back to school mm -hmm. to try and pursue a new a new career i just didn't feel like i had the time or the energy to be honest to do something of that sort that would take me another four years to accomplish so i kind of started looking into alternatives and that's how i landed upon you know web development boot camp um and you know like i said i don't like to say that the stars just aligned for me but in a way they also really did because at that very same time, um, there was a, I, I came across a program that was offering a scholarship. Um, obviously, you know, it was kind of one of those competitive scholarships that you have to apply and go through an interview process and do essays and things of that sort, and you're competing against God knows how many other people. So at first, my immediate instinct was, there's no way, right? Like I have, I'm not a college graduate. I don't have, you know, extra, you know, these excessive skills or these fabulous skills that a lot of other people have. So for me, it's like, well, what are the chances? Why would they ever pick me? But I pushed past, past those kind of negative, you know, thoughts of me constantly kind of being my own worst critic. Mm -hmm. So I kind of pushed past that and I said, okay, what's the worst that can happen? I don't get it. I'm sitting, I'm back to sitting behind this desk at my nine to five. No, you know, no harm done. So then I kind of busted my behind with this, with all the essays and everything. And it was very, very strange because I actually got the notice of, that I received a scholarship the same day that I actually came, one year later though, um, the same day that I came back from Japan. But it was one year on the dot later. So it was kind of like this kind of like, like I said, you're I going in the right behind. direction kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. For me, it was like, I have no idea where I'm doing, but this feels like the right direction, so I'm going to follow it, 
right? Mm -hmm. So, and then the, and then the interesting thing is that this was months ago, and then because I, I think it was, I mean, so I know it's a little bit backwards. Most people kind of seek something out because it's something that they truly love or truly want to do. For me, like I said, I was reverse engineering what the vision of myself, right? So traveling, I was like, okay, what do I do that is going to allow me to do that? So this, I'm like, okay, well, web development is great because it'll, it's oftentimes if you can find jobs freelancing, um, you all you really need is, you know, a laptop and an internet connection. So for me, it's like, this is what I'm going to do. And then after, the more I started researching and kind of like knowing what's going on in tech, the more I started to fall in love with tech, right? And so now I'm at this place where it's like everything about it excites me. Like I'm learning so much about it, like things that I didn't think I could ever do before because I didn't ever feel that I had that techie mentality. So it's definitely interesting to see how a year and a half, you know, Sometimes it feels like a year and a half is so long, and other times it feels like I've just blinked and now I'm here. So it's exciting, but I, you know, I'm trying to see. It's also a little bit frightening because I don't know what my life looks like in like six months, for example, right? But that's both the terrifying and the exciting part of it. So you've already pretty much broken down a lot of the steps that you took to get to this point. And it feels like you making the move is what started setting up. It's like, I guess that saying, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher is you just take the first step and then the next steps will show up. And that's what seems to been happening for you. You've made moves and now these other things are showing up for you and it's just all starting to kind of like reveal itself. Right. But I'm sure it sounds, um, of course, when you got into this point, it sounds, oh, it's simple. You just start making moves and then you go in. But obviously, it's been a lot of hard work, not just on the outside, but on the inside, right? How has that been for you now that you've, you know, gotten into this school, which, you know, we've talked about it outside of the podcast. And I know you went through a lot of anxiety, a lot of doubt um, to finally get into this point where you're a lot more confident and you feel like you deserve it. And like you're making these moves and these things are happening. How is it now that you're in it and that you're going to school? How is that? It just sounds so different for me to be doing tech and coding compared to doing like admin work. How has that been for you now? So I think the, to be honest, the most difficult part was getting here. So actually telling myself I'm able to do this. Now that I'm here, I feel so much more able. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but I feel so, and there's this sense of empowerment almost that I've gotten this far, which I never thought I could come this far. So now that I'm here, I almost feel like what else is, there's nothing to stop me, right? Like, you know, before I used to think, oh, well, you know, what's the, what are the chances? You know, why, you know, who would ever hire me? Who would ever allow me? Who would ever give me a scholarship? Who would ever this, who would ever that? And now I've kind of taken things into my own hands and said, rather than asking who's going to let me, I'm sort of telling who's going to stop me, right? Right. So now that I'm here, it's kind of eye-opening because you oftentimes feel like you're alone. And the thing is that that's, that's not true at all. There's so many people out there that kind of want to be in similar situations and they just don't feel like they have anybody to turn to. So my biggest thing is I actually didn't know anybody really that I don't know anybody that, that codes or programs or that was really in tech that much um, prior to coming here. So for me, it was constantly, there was no one to really turn to. 
prefer to ask questions on a personal level. So even before coming here, what I started to do is I started to go online and look at forums, right? about you know coding boot camps and web development and, and you know software engineering in general to kind of get a feel as to what's going on in this, this space so that kind of exposed me a lot to what i should expect but then coming here to the actual you know doing to these classes there's a lot of people i mean my class is composed of 20 people um and they each one of us comes from a different walks of life there's, I think our youngest person's probably 18, the oldest is maybe in her 50s, maybe. Um, yeah, and so there's, you know, there's career transitioners, there's people that are just decided this is what I wanna do. There's, there's just so many people from different walks of life that it's very interesting to see how we all bring something different to the table. We all have different ways of thinking that, you know, keep in mind coding and programming has, has to do a lot with problem solving which is fantastic when you have different people that have different ideas or different ways to approach things, right? So for me, having that kind of like nine to five kind of somewhat, somewhat HR mentality has really helped me because I, like I said, I compartmentalize things and I'm organized in that sense. But in, I think it also helps me because we oftentimes think of coders as these kind of little nerdy kids that barely ever see the daylight. So it's kind of cool to see that that's not true. There's just so many different people. And like I said, being here, it's everybody has made some kind of sacrifice, you know, in one way or another. People have quit their jobs to be here. I'm actually, there's only about three of us are actually San Diego natives. There's people that have, you know, come from across the country to be here. So everybody has made different sacrifices. And but what unites us is this idea that we're kind of all going through this process together. You know, there's times that we come in and we're, again, because most of us, most of us come from like some non-tech background and have limited, you know, coding experience. We sit here and we just kind of, you know, kind of just bang our heads against the screen sometimes trying to figure stuff out. And other times, you know, one person's able to, to give a lot of input and the other one, you know, so there's a lot of give and take in this, in this scenario, which is fantastic because you're learning from so many different people. And like I said, we all have different backgrounds, so that's very helpful. Um, the one thing that I've learned about myself in this whole process is that I have to change my way of thinking. I think growing, you know, learning to program is completely different than trying to learn, I don't know, science or math or anything like that. Just the, it's just the way of thinking is very, very different. There's very, there's many answers to the same problem. Um, you know, there's different ways to code, you know, as to, you know, code something for, to, for a similar problem and so on. So it's very difficult because I'm a very black and white type of person when it comes to that. You know, I want to know what the answer is after I've completed my challenge and I want to compare it to something. But in programming, you don't always, you can't always do that. There is no right, one right answer. So for me, it's kind of been pulling back a little bit and understanding what works the best, right? What's the most efficient way to approach this problem rather than saying, this is right, this is wrong, which for me, it took a little bit of kind of, it's, I'm only a month in and it's still taking me kind of time to, to mold my brain to think differently. What do you think you've lost and what do you think you've gained um, up to this point in your journey? Well, that's a good question. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> um, what have I lost? To be honest, I don't think I've lost anything. 
But other than, like I said, that kind of self-induced stress, I'm kind of learning to let go of all those preconceived notions of what I think my life is supposed to look like. And I am just now doing, and what I'm gaining is this kind of new outlook on life that says, what do I want to be? What is going to genuinely make me happy, right? You know, what is it going to, you know, I have no problem going to a nine to five job, but sitting behind a desk 24 seven, is that, you know, just to pay the bills, is that something that I really am looking to strive for? You know, so obviously you need to, there's a lot of give and take in, in approaching things this way, because the give is that in this situation is that I get flexibility, right? What I'm getting taken away, unless I kind of by some miracle <laughs> find some, you know, super well-paying job that allows me, which obviously is the goal to work remotely, then what you're, what you're was being taken from you is kind of that financial stability, that steady paycheck, right? So there's a lot, there's a little give and take there, but for me, it's kind of approaching it more of what works for me. What am I willing to give up in order to gain, you know, X and so on. But at the same time, obviously the goal is to find something that, that, that touches upon everything that I want to work for me and what I want out of life in general. So, you're just a month in, right? And it looks like you've already gained so much and what you've lost is something that you probably needed to get rid of anyway. And this helped you do that, right? With all the doubts and it looks like your confidence is at a whole other level. And not just that, now you're being challenged in a totally different way of um, not just looking at things, but learning, right? You have to learn in a whole new way. And it sounds like you're so excited about it from what you've mentioned before. What are yeah, you forward to? So um, I think the most, the thing that excites me the most is like I said, you know, traveling has led me here, right? Mm -hmm. To this tech, to the realm of technology. So, which to me is really, really exciting because like I said, I never in a million years would have thought that this is kind of the route I would take or that technology would be something that I'm a consumer, right? I like playing on my cell phone. I like going on the internet and things like that, but I'm a consumer. So, and I've always been, but now like because of this bootcamp and because of what I'm doing now, it's like, I can see the possibilities and I'm much more excited about like creating, right? The like the things that you can make and the things that you can do and the people that you can reach just with this technology and so on. So I think for me, it's really exciting. Those possibilities are really exciting. Um, I still definitely have my bouts of anxiety and that's just, I think the nature of who I am. Um, <laughs> I think this is how I am in general, but so it, it definitely still have those moments where I'm like, W2F, right? Like, what am I doing? Like, because what I'm, although I'm moving forward, you have to remember that I'm kind of moving forward, but there's, I'm blindfolded in the process. I know what I imagine, like I close my eyes and I know what I visualize, but at the end, at the, at the same time, I'm walking into it, not really knowing where it's going to lead me or what it's actually going to take place. So for me, it's like, like I said, that's both kind of the exciting part, but the, the terrifying part, because I don't have a concrete, you know, plan. But, and I'm a definitely, like I said, an organized person. So I like to have all my little ducks in a row. <laughs> but when you're career transitioning or just transitioning your life in general, it just, that's just not how it works. Sometimes you just have to allow things to happen. You just have to be open to allow, uh, you know, to different things. And because one thing, 
definitely always leads to another. I have met so many people, um, I have gone to so many different events. I have put myself out there definitely to try and see where it's going to lead me. So, you know, the program, like I said, it's, um, it's a three month program followed by a one month internship, it, but it's a boot camp. Right. So I think also, I think the reason that I'm, I think a lot of people oftentimes ask me, like, why are you so confident in what you're doing? Because there's no guaranteed success here. There's no guaranteed success. So I think what makes it for me, it's because I know where I come from and how much anxiety I had in for the past few years as to where I was going. But now the idea that I'm just doing it has kind of released some of that anxiety. And now I'm just making it happening, making it happen. And I'm just kind of, you know, just allowing things to, to take place, you know, trying to make that change myself rather than just waiting for it to fall in my lap, I guess. What would your advice be to someone that, or even the old you, right? That, that hadn't gone to Japan yet kept living off her anxiety, like anxiety kept winning, right? She sounds like she was the boss, right? She was like, don't do anything. We're scared. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And there are many people out there that have the level of anxiety, sometimes even more, right? And they they allow themselves to be ruled by that, even if they don't know it sometimes, right? Because they want everything to be concrete, everything to be like, it's, I do this and this is going to happen. And then I do this, you know, for those people that, maybe lacking a little bit of faith, um, you know, maybe in the universe or maybe in themselves, like what would be your advice to them having gone through your journey up to this point? I actually think about this a lot because I often think like, what took me so long to kind of be confident like this in what I'm doing? And keep in mind, like I said, I don't know what I'm doing half the time, (laughs) but I'm just doing it. So in that, I kind of have a lot of confidence in myself. I feel very empowered that I'm actually just, taking my life into you know kind of like just everything my life I'm just letting it be my life right so the one thing because of that I always kind of look back and think well I'm almost 30 which is you know fantastic 30 is great <laughs> but, if is I, but, <laughs> but, it, but if I could go back and do it all over again like I said, I kind of had this whole idea of like, your life is supposed to go like this. You graduate high school, you go to college, you have kids, you have a career, blah, 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 right? I think the one thing that I, that I wish I had known or that I had learned sooner is that, you know, your worth is not defined by your accomplishments or your lack of accomplishment of, of, of that too. You know, it's just, I think I put a lot of stress on myself because of that, because right out of high school, um, you know, I I had always thought, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be successful, and I'm going to have money, and this and that. And when things just didn't pan out that way, that's when it kind of started to fall apart for me, because I already felt like I was behind. And keep in mind, you know, as a 20-year-old, that is ridiculous to think that you have fallen behind and you're never going to catch up. So I think that's the biggest thing that I would say. Just your accomplishments, you know, do not define you you know, or your lack of accomplishments, if that's what, you know, you're kind of focusing on right now, like they just do not define your worth, right? Obviously, we all want to be successful. We all want to do things and things like that. But just don't let that paralyze you, right? Because you feel like you have to fit within a timeline. You know, your accomplishments are great, right? And we all want those, you know, to have something concrete to say, hey, listen, this is what I've what I can bring to the table but the thing is that we oftentimes or at least I did would put those accomplishments within this kind of very strict timeline that 
when I wouldn't meet those steps, everything just kind of fell apart for me. So definitely, I would just say, you know, take it at your own pace. You know, not all, not everybody finds their passion at the same time, like, or at the same age or anything like that. And it's just allowing yourself to be open to the things that you like, you know, explore a little bit, you know, try different things because you never know what is going to one day say, oh, I really enjoy doing this. Like I said, like me in tech, like I never really ever thought that technology was going to be something that I would enjoy exploring. And now I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, oh, what does this do? How can I do that? And things of that sort. So, yeah. Yeah, you're so right. I There are things now that I'm like, if someone would ask me, I'd be like, what? No, I'm not going to. You know, it's crazy what you'll discover once you give yourself a chance to be open to something. Absolutely. And what comes next. And I guess my final question to you is, how can we help you? How can we help support you and women like you? You know what? I th- <laughs> it's just, so for me, it's just, even with you. So you and I have, you know, known each other. <laughs> and it's just, Girl, I know you. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just to have someone to be able to tell you, you can do it. Even when you feel like, oh, well, you know, I think oftentimes people kind of safe zone, safe zone is first. If somebody says, oh, I don't know, you kind of want to pat that person in the back and say, it's okay. You don't have to, like, it's fine. Right. But I think every woman needs that, uh, you know, friend that kicks you in the butt and says, no, girl, you can do this. Like you may have, you know, you have your anxieties, you have your doubt, but just do it, figure it out. You're going to be able to do it. And I think, like I said, oftentimes it's, it's not that we don't know, it's that we need reassurance, mm-hmm. right? It's because we all know we want to be X person or successful or this or that or want to be, you know, whatever it is that you want to be, you know you want to be it. Right. But because of that anxiety, that stress, that kind of, you know, preconceived notions of what you think your life is supposed to look like, oftentimes you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't. So you just need someone, you need the support. I think it's very important for women to support each other and to say, hey, you can do it. You know, there's plenty of people out there doing it. You can be one of those people, one of those persons, right? So just having that kind of group of friends to kind of just, you know, motivate you and tell you that it's okay. Even if your ideas seem crazy, you have no idea how many people I told, I want to quit my full-time job that I've been at for six and a half years to go and travel the world. People lost it. There was people that would, you know, be like, oh, yeah, that's awesome, blah, blah, blah. They don't really care, right? Some maybe, but not all. And then there, but then there's definitely those negative Nancys that would say, but why? Like, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to leave your full-time job to pursue something like that? Like, you're almost 30. Don't you want to have kids? Don't you want to buy a house? Like, you know, and those are all things that are valid questions. Mm -hmm. But I don't think people realize that them question, those questions just, brew more anxiety within people you know there was times at points where I was like well maybe they're right you know maybe I should pay off my debt but then any money I save I should put down for a you know down payment on a house and you know if that's what you want that's great but it's kind of being able to also block out the noise right so it's block out the noise stay focused on what it is that you want what you want to accomplish but also be surrounded by a group of women and group of friends in general who who are there for you and who are going to go along with your crazy ideas, even if it is a crazy one, right? So give us your social media so we can support all your crazy ideas. Oh gosh. <laughs> so I am um, at, uh, it's actually, I'll go ahead and spell it out for you. Um, it, but it's um, Akira Gator. 
So it's A-K-I-E-G-A-T-O-R. And that's for everything. You can find me there at all my socials. So, Academy Gator. <laughs>